0: Let's talk about the different types of delivery methods. We have face-to-face, virtual training, and then it starts to get a little bit grey. We have online, open online courses, and then we have hybrid. Welcome, my name is Analia Pisani from AZ Solutions. What we do is deliver Microsoft Office training to corporates What I'd like to discuss today is which of these methods is suited for you. Now, face-to-face is our long-term training method. We get the students come in the door, sit down and have this face-to-face. But let's talk about what are the benefits of face-to-face? What are the benefits of virtuals? Let's see if we can discuss some of the pros and cons that each of them have. First of all let's clarify what each of these are. Okay face to face people come into our classroom for these Microsoft Office courses sit down you have an instructor in front of you you have the student in front of you everything is hands-on. Then we've got virtual. Virtual we're going to need to use the internet you have a live instructor this is the way I deliver it so with Um, The live instructor, the students are in their own environment at their own place of business or home and logging in via the internet. The training session is happening live. That's what I call virtual training session. Now, then there's the term online. Online is, again, over the internet. But my interpretation of that is that it's self-paced learning. So when it says you're doing a course online you're doing it via the internet but and you're given the materials and then you go off and follow step by step watch videos and so forth then there's open online courses so what's this open so my interpretation of that is that it's about an e-learning system now when you say e-learning basically electronic system so it's some way of learning over the internet but it just means you're using lots of different um, tools. So it could be a mix. Um, it's usually for large volumes of people getting um, through the process at a time. Uh, you get to collaborate with other uh, others who are doing the same course. And then there's hybrid. So hybrid is both online and in person. So hybrid for me delivering Microsoft Office courses is when I have um, I go to the client's premises I have students in front of me so I could have six to ten students in front of me and I could also have um, another two or three or more students um, logging in via zoom or teams or whatever method that they like so they're the different methods now the face-to-face, at the moment, I'm still getting uh, people who are still quite keen on doing face-to-face. Um, for me, face-to-face means that you have the students in front of you, you I think you can keep them a bit more engaged. Um, because you can read their body language. Um, Body language is very subtle, so you're reading people's eye contacts, you know, whether they're clicking or not clicking or double-clicking on the mouse, Um, you know, whether they're fidgeting, you know, by the way and their tone of voice of how they respond. All of these is, you know, a different interaction um, for delivering or for, you know, attending these courses. Now, you could say that by delivering either face-to-face or online can be less distracting. Well, I guess it depends on your attention span, maybe. Um, there's going to be always, even if you are doing face-to-face, where people are still going to be distracted. They'll be distracted looking out the window, checking out their mobile phone. But when you're doing it virtually, um, Maybe you might think, OK, well, maybe they're more focused because or, or less focused. So, yeah, look, it just, you know, you can read it in um, either positive or negative way by doing a face to face training session. I guess another thing is you can share the documents. Um, you can stand next to your student and they can flip open their or well, they should have their laptop open anyway, but um, have their laptop open and actually, you know, flick through their documents and show you, you know, uh, an example of what they want to learn or what somebody else has done for them or, you know, why it's worked this way and not that way. And you've got the document right in front of you. There's no. Uh, let me email it to you, let me put it in the share file, let me put it in the chat, let me put it in this spot and that spot and then, oh, I didn't get it or I'm having trouble opening it up or it's too large and I still have to zip it. So these are the things I guess you get out of um, face-to-face. You know, it, It can really just boil down to what is the way that you enjoy learning? You know, Do you le- enjoy learning more with the interaction being there live or are you just happy to get through whatever it is you've got to get through by doing it um, online? Um, <clears throat> the benefit, I guess, for me as a trainer is that when I'm in a training room with, with my warm bodies... Um, I can stand at a point and sort of scan the room and see all of the laptops and I can see how everybody is progressing. I can see, are they keeping up? I'm not just relying on them giving me a signal with a hand up or a thumbs up or something virtually um, and hoping that they really did get it. Um, so by doing it face to face, I can... Keep an eye on everybody and see that, yes, they are keeping up. I'm not leaving people behind. Yes, they are understanding because I've got those visual cues. Um, They're raising their hand or they're, you know, giving me a weird look and I know, okay, no, they didn't get it, but they don't want to speak up. That's another thing. You're not going to get over the virtual. Um, There's going to be people who don't want to speak up or you say to them, did you understand? And, you know, you get no response. You go, okay, that must mean everybody has understood. And you know, it's not the case. Um, and interestingly, that um, as humans, you know, the way we communicate, um, Ninety per- 93% of our communication is actually nonverbal. Now, if you think about a baby, when you have a baby, you somehow know that you got to feed them now, you know that they fell over and hurt their knee, but yeah, they're fine, you know, they're not dying by the level of their cry. So the tone of voice, you know, the pitch, you know, the all these tiny little cues without seeing like when a baby or someone falls down and you're in a completely different room you can tell if that was just like oh, I just fell over and scraped my knee or like no hang on a minute that one's a little bit more serious <laughs> I better run out there. So it's amazing how our non-verbal uh, cues really play a part in you know how we need to react what we need to do. Um, so deciding whether well should I just do face to face, or you know, am I going to be okay doing virtual? Well, the people who I would say um, are more suited to doing a Microsoft Office course um, as a face to face are those people who people who are less confident using computers. So if you're really raw to computers, and uh, you know, when people tell you go to the file menu, you go go where? Um, click on the Home tab or. Um, look down the bottom here there's a little icon it looks like and you struggle um, to keep up with those sort of cues then a face-to-face is going to be so much easier because the instructor can go over the shoulder of the student point physically there that's the one yep that's the red one no not the orange one you know Um, so just if you're not confident Navigating around computers, uploading, downloading files, knowing what a PDF is, um, maybe managing not only one monitor but being able to manage two monitors, or even actually vice versa. Sometimes doing your training session and you've only got one monitor, a laptop, can actually be pretty difficult because you have to squeeze everything in: a screen for the for the instructor, a screen for the one you're doing, plus the video, uh, you know, the the screen that the that Um, the PDF manual might need to be on, you know, there's just a lot going on, on on your screens. If you, even if you have the three screens, just keeping up. So these are some of the things you might need to take into consideration as to, you know, whether I should not let me wait, I'll do a face to face if I can or no, look, I better just, you know, do a virtual. Um, So yeah, so these are some of the things you might like to think about with the face-to-face classes, for me personally, I like to keep them between 6 and 10. Um, You often get uh, clients who say, oh, yep, let's just push it that bit. Let's go to 12. No, 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 let's go to 15. You know, you think it's only one more, it's only two more. But that extra person means that the more bodies you have in the classroom, the less that they'll be likely to speak up and say when they fall behind to put up their hand, um, the less likely that they'll say, I don't really understand this. Um, the smaller, the more quaint, cosy you keep the class. That's why I think six is my special number. Um, I think the more you benefit you get out of a face-to-face in Microsoft Office training s- circumstances. Now, the next one is virtual. Um, look, virtual, of course, has its place, and it's, of course it still works for a lot of people. What I want to run through with you, though, is a list of uh, some of the things that you might need to keep an eye on, and that's your technology. So I'm going to run through what you can do when your uh, internet settings aren't working that crash hot, basically. So one of the things you can do is um, try and plug in directly to your modem, um, if you can. Now, of course, if you're in a home scenario, that's going to be a lot easier to do than if you are in a business environment. Um, but that's certainly something that you can do. Um, another thing will be going wireless is obviously you know, great if you can do it. It's a, a lot more convenient can you, because you can move around, but what you want to do if you can is position your laptop as close as you can to the modem. Um, you know how people joke about close the door you're letting the wi-fi out well kind of true wi-fi is airwaves and they do travel um, so in actual fact yes you do need to keep um, the pathways open and one of the things that you can do when you can't keep those pathways open is maybe look into a wi-fi extender now the one that i use is one that you plug into the wall um, sure there's you know hundreds of different ones so when you have two level home um, or uh, business small business large business locations um, you need to position um, some maybe get some extenders the other thing is your router so your router um, just about every three years technology updates and changes so maybe take a look at upgrading um, your software and also the hardware as well In terms of the frequency, um, if you can use the 5 gigahertz wherever you can, um, that's going to also help with your um, frequency, your bandwidth, you know, what you can grunt. okay, your juice. Um, Position your router high up. Now, that was an interesting point. Um, So I had it above the fridge, but you don't want it to kind of touch the fridge, so I've got like another, um, I don't know, cupboard. So it's above the fridge, above that cupboard, and that's where it is, and it's higher up, so it's in a position where it can flow a little bit easier through objects, basically. Um, so, yeah, keep your router high up if you can. Move your router away from electrical. So if you've got air conditioners, microwaves, fridges, washing machines, in here, anything like that, keep it away from those sorts of things. Another interesting thing is to, and you're probably forced to do this anyway when things don't work out right, is to restart your router. But one of the things that's recommended is to uh, restart your router once a month. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know that I do that myself, but um, I haven't had, uh, really you just do it every time there's there's issues and, you know, it's not working that great. That's one of the things you do anyway. You turn it off, turn it on again. Um When you're running a virtual training session, the main thing I get when I'm running some of these sessions is my clients, um, their camera is um, choppy um, and their audio is also then choppy. So, you know, one of the things, you know, good old trick, you know, log out, log back in um but if you can maybe initially just for the introduction part and so you you create a little bit of a I guess connection with your audience first up is maybe have your camera on but as the session moves on and if you're having issues really just turn off the camera and that should give you that little bit more grunt um so yeah those are some of the things that you've got to contend with now once you get all of that out of the way another thing I guess if you're in an office situation you might be in an office and yeah there's a lot more going through there's probably a lot less that you can do about it other than um you know if you can move yourself closer to the router if you know where it is in your in your actual office um yeah When you're running um, the virtual training sessions, one of the things is we can still share our screen with our um, participants. So if anybody gets stuck, especially when we're doing an Excel function and you're doing an IF function and a VLOOKUP and a MATCH and whatever else all nested in together just making an error in a comma or a dollar sign or forgetting a bracket here and there can you know hold the group back and so what's great about the virtual is you can share you know at least I um, I can let go of the reins and get a student to share their screen and then you know we can have a look and move on. Sometimes I have noticed, though, when um, I do get a student to share their screen, the screen clarity for me is not that great. So that can sometimes be an issue and I, I am sort of having to navigate via via memory and via my knowledge. So that is something that you've got to, <clears throat> as a facilitator, on the facilitator side of it, keep in mind. Also, um whether you do face-to-face actually or virtual, sometimes you'll get um, audiences who have various different versions. And from 2010 to Office 365, uh, there still are some differences in some of the products. So as a facilitator, you've got to sort of uh, keep up. And sometimes people have Mac and PC, so the shortcut keys will be different. So when you're doing it virtually you can't see these things and it's not until you get to do these shortcut keys that you realize hang on i think you might be on a mac hang on let me guide you if you're on a mac do this if you're on a pc do this when you do this face to face you can literally fire up the the product the laptop you can tell whether it's a you know um a pc or a mac so you can jump in and deal with those things straight away so these are some things to do. Now, who uh, the virtual is suited to is if you have a client who has um, um, operates out of different states or even different countries, doing it virtual might be your only option. Um, also, if you don't have the numbers in one state and another, so if you only have two students in one state, five students in another, you know, it's not feasible enough to have two different sessions. So it's a great way of amalgamating. So doing that virtually um, can work out really well. Uh, The self-paced learning, well, that's going to work out really well for people who are a bit quicker than others, have different background knowledge on the subject that they're about to attend so being able to say let me just do it at my own pace and be able to go that little bit faster than everybody else um, that's where that self-paced you know e-learning online learning um, would come in handy the open online courses that's um, great for people who need a little bit of different stimuli Um, maybe not so much for um, you know word excel because our courses are tend to be just one day uh, one day and we're over and done with but open line courses are good for those really long um, soft skill courses you know um, conflict resolution you know leadership and management courses that go on for you know quite a uh, quite a bit longer and their um, qualifications so they do a combination of live sessions background materials videos and discussions within groups um, hybrid is the last one that i'll talk about um, so with the hybrid session, so that's when we have someone face-to-face but also doing the virtual, um, that's worked out when I'm based in Sydney but some of the other clients, uh, participants are based in, let's say, Melbourne. So we're able to do um, some of those face-to-face and those over in Melbourne. Just when doing a session like that, it is a little bit more difficult because initially you might... Um, you know, start fully intentionally to engage with both the audience that you have in front of you and the virtual. Um, but it is easy to slip into attending to the face-to-face people and then forgetting about the virtual people. So there is a little bit of a, a danger of that when delivering um, a short one-day session in this way. So it is a little bit more challenging for the trainer to be able to do both. I understand for the client's um, perspective though it's very cost effective and it's very time-saving so that's what they need that's you know that's what what they would be wanting um but as a I guess as a client you need to also be aware that it it's, may not be as um effective as if it was all face to face but you know not everything is possible Thank you for joining me in this session. My name is Analia Pisani from AZ Solutions.